0: Started back rocking the brown, rockin ever since we've been knocking them down, knockin baby says you want to go to the gang, taught her how to say Padre gang, started back rocking the brown, ever since we've been knocking them down, Mitchell and Ness with the old school name, all of the homies holla
1: Padre gang, yeah, they. and good day everybody, welcome to episode 184 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show, I'm your host Ben Fadden, this episode is brought to you by Gagly Rose. Famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries located inside Petco Park, Point Loma, Mission Gorge. Um, great garlic fries, great cheesesteaks. I like it with Cheese Whiz myself. I can visit gaglionbros.com to view their entire menu, the phone numbers, the addresses, all that good stuff. I uh, just gave away a bunch of Gaglion Bros sandwich cards. Uh, just I, I can't say enough about how great uh gaggle and bros is so if you have not tried it what are you waiting for um they're the sponsor of this episode now getting to why i am doing this episode usually i do series reaction episodes and all that but today was a special day not because of what happened in the padre game uh, i'll get to that game series reaction episode probably on sunday night probably late sunday night uh but yeah the Potters- they allowed 10 runs today. Whatever. That's not why I'm doing this. The reason why I'm doing this is today, Friday, June 17th, was the MLB draft combine at Peco Park. It was the first time it was being held at Peco Park. It was the first time that it was held at any big league stadium. And what they've been doing, it wasn't just a one-day event. It was one day where the public could go into the stadium, but... It's been pretty much, I think, the entire week where prospects, like college kids, high school kids, they all convene at Petco Park and they are seen by scouts and gyms and all that, all the talent evaluators, and they're run through these mobility tests and all that. Um, last year, a lot of it was just like fielding drills and they on MLB network. This year it was on MLB Network as well. They did two days of coverage. Um again, today was the only day that fans were allowed in. And I went there, I got there at like eight forty five in the morning, and I was there till like four o'clock. So it was a long day, but it was worth it. And we'll get to that. Uh but these kids, they're going you know, mobility tests and broad jumps and I don't know what it's called, but where you jump high in the air, as high as you can in the air without like bending your knees or whatever, like a straight uh, jump. I have no idea what it's called. Just some of that. Uh, mobility tests. Just a lot of the 30-yard sprint uh, I saw on MLB Network yesterday. So a lot of tests. And then there's the interview process. We don't get to see it. But these prospects, they went into the front office uh, suites. Like A.J. Preller, the Padres have their own suite. Obviously, it's at Petco, so they they were. I'm pretty sure they were in there game suite which is where they're where they sit where they watch the games while the potters are playing at petco i looked up today when i was there uh, and i posted on social media that i saw preller and he was in that suite Uh, he did not come down to the field or anywhere near the field maybe he was staying away from me don't know Um, but he was there he had some binoculars on but in terms of the interview process probably just teams getting to know these guys because you're going to make, at least in the first round, they're going to make these multi million dollar investments on these kids. So you want to get to know them. Uh, and that's exactly what was happening in that interview process. So this was all going on this week at Peco Park, the 2022 MLB draft combine. The draft will take place in LA this year uh, during all-star week. They're changing that up. So it's during all-star week. Usually, I think it would be like right about now in June, but now it's in July, and the combine was now. And at the combine, obviously, you had the prospects, the college kids, the high school kids. And in addition to that, you had the legends like Trevor Hoffman was there, Jake Peavy was there, Uh, maybe not legend, but other good players. David Justice was there, Cameron was there, Uh, Monet Davis. She's a legend in Little She was there. Uh, AJ Ellis, Jared Saltalamacchia. Um, Who else? I'm trying to think who else was there. Uh, I mean, Harold Reynolds was there for MLB Network. Greg Amsinger, Alana Rizzo. Adam Jones was there. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting a a main guy. Those are the ones that stick out uh, to me. So they were all there teaching guys, talking to guys, being on MLB Network and contributing. Dante Bichette, that's another guy I was forgetting. There you go. Uh, A lot of guys were there, and so I sat there and I waited for them to come off the field, and not all of them talked, but I was able to talk to a few guys and stay tuned. Hopefully, I'll be able to get some interviews coming up with some people that were at that event. That's all I'm going to say about it. not going to say any names because in case that they don't, Um, follow through on that I don't want you know people to get them or anything Um, but hopefully those interviews will come anyway I was able to talk to in the tunnel to Greg Amsinger of MLB Network he's their main host for the draft and all-star game and all the big events he's their main host talked to him for a couple minutes talked to former Padre Jake Peavy that was great he signed a lot of autographs for, uh, for kids for adults you know, those autograph hounds who have a book of cards, and for some reason, the players can just sign all cards when they know that they're just be sold. Don't really understand why they do that, but that's not what I'm, uh, that's not the point. Signed for a lot of people, uh, talked to him, talked to um, David Justice, the former major league outfielder. So it was some good conversations, and I asked them about the Padres. The National League West, if the Padres can get through that National League West. Um, with Tatis back, are the Padres, you know, can they go win all? Um, Joe Musgrove, I asked Jake P about Joe Musgrove and what, how much money he would give him. And so I'll be playing those answers. I'll be playing all of uh, the in, three interviews now on this podcast, on this YouTube show. Again, this is episode 184. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. That is where, for the podcast audience, that is where all of the interviews are of literally seeing them talk at Petco. Right now, what you're going to hear through the microphone is the player talking with their, just their voices. You're not going to be able to see them, obviously. Uh, but you'll, you can see them at Peco Park, me videoing and filming them if you go to the Talking Friars YouTube channel. And then, I, again, I encourage you to hit that subscribe button. Because it's daily Padres content with pre-game posts and postgame reactions and series reactions and interviews every week. I try to get an interview every week. Talked to Andy Ashby earlier this week. Uh, talked to Heath Bell already this year. A lot of good interviews. Uh, Lauren Shahadi I've talked to this uh, year. So, it's been fun. Now, let's get right to the interviews. The first one was David Justice. The second one was Peavy, I believe. And then the third one was Amp Singer. And so... Let's get to David Justice. I asked him about the Padres, what he thinks of them, uh, Manny Machado, what he, like, what he likes about Manny, MVP maybe. Um, just And he went a little bit around. He gave a lot of thoughts on the National League West. That was his main uh, thought. So without further ado, here is David Justice. David, what do you think of the Padres this year? I I fun one, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Manny for MEB. Absolutely. Manny's a hell of a player. Yeah. But you know, you guys got to go to the Dodgers. That's the only tough part, right? I, I like, like our rotation. Probably. I like our rotation better than the Dodgers. Yeah. But the Dodgers will be the... Yeah. They'll make the moves at the deadline to better themselves. You don't think AJ Preller will? No, I didn't say that. Okay. I'm just saying. The Dodgers are in a tough division. Yeah. You know, Giants are probably still tough. I've watched our Giants tough this year. Yeah, they're in third place right now. Okay, so yes. Yes, sir. So there you go. There's David Justice. So he says the Padres, they're a fun team to watch, but he didn't really seem that confident in the Padres winning the division. Thought that you know the Dodgers, the Padres got to go through the Dodgers, and I agree with that point. I under or maybe not. Look, I agree with the point that we have to go through the Dodgers. Obviously. They've won the division. They've owned the Padres in past years. But as you heard uh, in that sound, hopefully it was able to come well through the microphone because I was playing it on my iPad. Um, hopefully you were able to hear that. David Justice was talking about the Dodgers and didn't really sound that confident in the Padres. Meanwhile, I kind of tried to push back on that and say I like the Padres' rotation more than the Dodgers. And I think it's a very, very interesting conversation. Obviously, Clev just came back tonight. Mackenzie Gore sucks these last two starts. He doesn't suck. He has sucked in these last two starts against the Rockies. Maybe the Rockies are just the team that he struggles against. And if if the only team he struggles against is the Rockies, I'll be fine with that. He's going to be a pretty darn good pitcher then. But you look at... The uh, Dodgers' rotation compared to the Padres. So their rotation, Clayton Kershaw, isn't he hurt right now? Walker Buehler, he's out. He is on the injured list. And that is their ace, right? Kershaw's not their ace, really. It's Walker Bueller. The Padres, meanwhile, their ace is Joe Musgrove, and he's going to be starting the National League All-Star game at Dodger Stadium, I think. I think they have the edge there. And we can go to the Dodgers' rotation. Tyler Anderson, I think he was cheating the other night when he threw eight in like a third no-hit innings. But he has a two-eight-two ERA. Baseball reference has Bueller in there, but he's hurt. Julio Arias, they have Tony Gonsolin. He's pitching really well. Uh, and then Kershaw. Yeah, do they have a good rotation? Yes, I think they do have a good rotation. But I don't think they're as deep as the Padres' rotation is. And if you look at, hang on, let me pull it up real quick. If you look at the Padres' rotation, I mean, obviously Joe Musgrove is the guy. He's the one that headlines the rotation. Even after him, you Darvish, the 3.35 ERA is misguiding. He had that bad start against the Giants. I think his last start wasn't amazing. Was it was like two runs, I think. But 12 starts, 70 over 75 innings. Um, not walking a ton of people, 15 walks. That's less than Joe has. And Joe doesn't walk guys either. Darvish, I would be very confident in him pitching against the Dodgers. Shamanaya, he's going to give you a quality start. It seems like every time out. Same with Nick Martinez, you know, as of late, he seems to get out of a lot of jams with double plays. Mackenzie Gore, he is the National League front runner for the rookie of the year. I think right now. Um. Luis Castillo, I think is his name, with the Giants. He might have a case. Maybe he's more consistent. Don't have the stats in front of me. And I'm probably going to be a little biased. But Mackenzie Gore, you take out these two rocky starts, and he has been one of the best starters in Major League Baseball, not just the National League. And then Blake Snell, that's kind of a wild card. But if he can find it, we know that he can be one of the best starters in the National League, like he was for like that month span, right? It was like a month span, August uh, into September last year. So I'm confident, more confident in the Padres rotation than I would be in the Dodger rotation. I think Padres have more depth there in that rotation. Then you look at the bullpens. Let me pull up the bullpen here for the Dodgers. Craig Kimbrell, he has a four plus ERA. You look at the Padres' closer Taylor Rogers; he has is at three. Uh, Nabil Chris, a one four four ERA this year. Brusdar Graterol, who's their setup man, according to Baseball Reference, he has a four eight ERA. Evan Phillips two one nine for the Dodgers. Daniel Hudson two five three. Alex Vessier, three three eight. And then you look at the rest of the Padres' bullpen: Garcia's under three. Wilson's under four. Suarez is hurt, but he's just around three. Uh, not really going to talk about stamina because he's not going to—he's not a high leverage guy. But uh, when you when you look at it, like Kyle Tyler, he just got sent down. He pitched. Adrian Marhone is activated. He pitched great against the Mets that one appearance that he had. Maybe game tomorrow on Saturday. I like the Padres bullpen more than the Dodgers just looking at the numbers. And then when you look at the lineups, yeah, sure you could. Okay, the Dodgers might have the better lineup, but if you're gonna say, well, remember Tatis is coming back, well then that may that might change some things. You know, Cody Bellinger is not the same guy he was a few years ago, and the Padres. I mean, Jake Cronenworth, he's he really wants to be an All Star, I guess, at Dodger Stadium because he is. Just tearing off the ball right after a slow start, but Jerks and Profar hitting great out of the leadoff spot. Cronworthy heating up. Manny is the National League MVP right now. Voit is heating up. You get Tatis back, who's the best shortstop in baseball. That's a really good top half of that order. Nomar Mazzara. I like what I'm really like what I'm seeing out of Nomar Mazara. So maybe the gap isn't as big as I feel like it would be with that Dodgers lineup compared to the Padres lineup. So David Justice, he can, he can definitely tell me, hey, go through the Dodgers. Yeah, you got to go through the Dodgers. But I'm confident that if people can stay healthy, players can stay healthy, I think that the Padres can the Dodgers this year and win the division. Because I think starting, it ends, it begins and ends with starting pitching. I think that the Padres, have the starting pitch when guys are healthy, you can use that starting pitching depth into the bullpen and make your bullpen stronger. I think that's, they have that advantage over the Dodgers. So I like the Padres chances. So that was the big thing about what David justice told me today at the draft combine, at Petco park. Um, you know, he, he talked about how the Padres are a fun team to watch. And I couldn't agree more with that. Obviously. Uh, They are a fun team to watch. And when they have Fernando back, they're going to be even more fun, you know. Uh, That was David Justice. And then the next guy I talked to was Jake Peavy, the legend, the Padre legend, Jake Peavy. He was signing autographs. While he was signing autographs, I talked to him, asked him a few questions, mainly about Joe Musgrove. So here is that Jake Peavy audio. That's not Jake Peavy here. Jake, so what do you think of Joe Musgrove so far this year? Definitely headed for the Cy Young? Well, I certainly hope so.
0: I, I hope it starts to start the All-Star game. Joe Musgrove for the All-Star game starter. He's getting that nine. You know, and, um, yeah, no, Joe has been outstanding. He, he's, he's he's awfully good last year, and he's taken a, you know, a step further this year. Just the consistency every time out. So it's been a lot of fun to watch.
1: How much money would you give him per year if you were Peter Seidler?
0: Well, I, you know, that, that's, that's a tough question for, for, for me because I just don't – I don't
1: know. I'd give players – I'd give them as much as you want it feel about uh, What about the 44 number? Do you think that should be retired by the Padres when Joe's done for you and him? <laughs>
0: oh. Okay. It doesn't matter. I can tell you this. It's not going to affect me anyway or, or not. I'm certainly happy wearing it
1: cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the time, man. All right. So that was Jake Peavy with his comments. Obviously, I asked him a couple tough questions about the number being retired after Joe's done being a Padre. Hopefully, that's like a decade from now instead of uh, after this season. Um, and you know, obviously, I asked him. About Joe and and PV was he was really really um, out there about wanting Joe Musgrove to be the starter in the All Star game at Dodger Stadium, and I totally agree. And with his comments about an extension and a contract and and give him whatever he wants because you know that's the player point of view. Even if it wasn't the player point of view, like I feel like the majority of San Diego. That's kind of the point of view that we have is give this guy whatever he wants. And I'm not saying like 40 million a year. Like that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, okay, if the guy wants 25 million a year, you're telling me that you're not going to give that to him so that you can bring back Mania and Clevenger for two guys. So you have two guys instead of one guy. Like, I don't know. And I would be on that. I like Clev, I like Mania, but, I'd rather have Musgrove than Clevenger, who has been a question mark here, and then Manaya, who while he's going to have quality starts, he's not going to go seven innings shutout or you know all the time. He's going to have those trink uh, you know sprinkled in there, right? But he's not going to do it pretty much consistently, almost every start like Joe Musgrove's doing. So extend Musgrove, definitely extend Joe Musgrove. Anyone on Twitter knows that I'm huge on the extend grow musve or extend gross, um, excuse me, extend Musgrove. You know, campaign. I'm trying to head that. Um, yeah, I, I just don't have a whole lot of thoughts after you know about the Joe Musgrove extension because I've pretty much made my thoughts clear. And when you look, see, here's the trying to look baseball reference here. 2022 National League pitching leaders. So Musgrove right now is 5th in WAR among pitchers. He has the second best ERA. He has the he's tied first for the amount of wins. He is 3rd in WHIP. he is fourth in hits per 9 innings 6.3 he is ninth in strikeouts per 9 uh, 9.228 he is tied sixth in strikeouts with 81 i mean go down the line top 10 in pretty much every leaderboard here on on baseball reference that isn't that is a guy that you give the money to and so JPV even though he's from the player point of view and, and it's kind of expected what he told me, this is what you give him this is this is the guy that you give whatever you want or whatever he wants to. if it was Clev and no disrespect to Clev if it was Clev asking for it, then no but Grove is totally different. he is backing up. Going into free agency, uh, maybe that doesn't make sense. He's backing up him wanting to get paid money. If that makes sense, like he has earned it. He's earned every million dollars that he's going to get. And if the Padres this go to free agency and they don't get an extension done, well. That pretty much guarantees that they're going to have to give Musgrove probably $25 million at least per year. And that actually moves us perfectly into Greg Amsinger, who uh, was uh, my third interviewee, if you will, or interviewer, or yeah, interviewee. The third person that I did today at the draft combine. And I asked him about Musgrove. I asked him, That was my first question. Greg Amsinger replied and said that he gave Joe Musgrove $30 million a year. I've been saying, you know, at least 20, definitely. 25 million, I'd be in for. But Amsinger said $30 million. He had a pretty good explanation, by the way. Uh, we talked about Gore a little bit, Taylor Rogers, or he did, uh, and the Potters' chances to win the World Series. So here is Greg Amsinger. Greg Singer, Greg, thank you so much for the time. We've got three questions for you. Okay. First off with Joe Musgrove, how much money should the Padres give him in an extension? He's worth
0: 30 million a year, at least. He's, he's the ace of the deepest starting rotation in the National League right now. There's six deep. He's the number one guy. People thought because of money, Hugh Darvish was going to be the number one guy. Maybe Blake Snow would be the number one guy. Uh, I think eventually Mackenzie Gore is going to take that spot. But I think you got to keep Joe Musgrove. Local guy through the first no-hitter in franchise history. He loves playing there.
1: That matters. Lock this guy up. You can't work out here Amen. How about uh, Mackenzie Ford? Do you think he's NL Rookie of the Year leader right now, the front runner? I, I believe Mackenzie Ford is the slam-dunk NL Rookie of the Year. More
0: importantly, he'll be a finalist for the National League Cy Young if A.J. Preller doesn't pull him back due to innings, which I'm concerned will. Now, innings and their rotations are different than they used to be. You can win the Cy Young now a little over 160 innings. So if we limit him to 130 140, which we've seen many times, rookie, he might still be in the mix for a Cy Young consideration. Because he's so good, we're talking about a guy that can end
1: the year with a sub-2 ERA. Mm. How about, we'll end here with uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. When he returns... You have Manny Machado, obviously, Jake Cronenworth's hot. Think this team can win the World Series, go win it all? I think they're the best team in the West. Dodger fans don't want to hear that. Pitching matters. The,
0: the deepest starting rotation, Taylor Rogers might have been the most overlooked addition to any bullpen. He's been outstanding for the San Diego Padres. And at the end of the day, I love Manny Machado. The most talented player in the organization is Fernando Tatis Jr. He is one of the most talented players in the sport. You get one of the most talented players in the sport back on your team. Don't mess with him defensively because I don't want him being anything but happy when he comes back. He loves playing shortstop. You get a happy Fernando Tatis with a team playing this well right now. They are a World Series
1: contender and by far the best team in the NLS. All right. Thank you so much, Greg, for the time. Catching up. All right. So that is MLB Network's Greg Amsinger. Boy, was he great. He was great. Very friendly. Loved spending time with him. And he, he made some great points about Joe Musgrove and him heading that staff, uh, being the best starting pitcher in the best pitching staff in baseball, in my opinion. Uh, well, he kind of said that too. And then, you know, giving him $30 million a year, that would be, I would think that that would be like, if it's $30 million a year, would the Padres only be willing to give him like four years? maybe cuz that's a lot of money per year for a starting pitcher i think first the Padres have to get to 25 million a year i feel like that's the sweet spot there somewhere 25 20 to 25 i feel like is musgrove would be fine with taking and maybe you count that as a discount i don't know um but first they have to get there because reports have said that they're offering this Financially, or this incentive-laden uh, contract. And Musgrove's not really happy with that, according to sources familiar with that. Or with uh, Musgrove's thinking, I think is what Kevin Acey said the other day. And so, first off, they're going to have to get from the $11 million a year that we heard was reported to over twenty. That's a big jump. Because it's not just one year. It's not nine million dollars. It's like thirty-six million if it's four years, or it's nine forty-five million. You know, just some basic math. Um, so first they got to get there, and then when they get there, I think once they get there, that's obviously when progress is definitely going to come. Um, Thirty million a year. I don't think the Padres will get to that. Unless the thirty million dollars is for like ridiculous like short term money, but thirty million is a lot for a starting pitcher. We're seeing that with Garrett Cole. that's not working out amazing. I don't think for the Yankees. he's come up small in big games, but again, Cole and Musgrove are two different pitchers, but with Musgrove you know mentioning the three million for Am singer, that's kind of like, oh man, wow, so. Greg Amsinger, obviously, he's not following the Padres on a daily basis. He's following them. But he is like a national baseball guy at MLB Network. You know, obviously, they're based in New Jersey. And so if a nationally-based guy is saying, I'd give him $30 million a year, that kind of, like, hints to me if the Padres let Musgrove get the free agency, there's going to be teams that are going to want to offer him $30 million a year. And that would be a scary thought if I was A.J. Preller, if I was Peter Seidler. Because $30 million a year? Do the Padres want to give Musgrove $30 million a year? I don't think they do. So that's why I'm saying giving him a respectable offer, $20-$25 million a year, for five, six years or whatever it is, I think that is their best chance to locking him up and not allowing it to get to free agency where that $30 million a year could come into play. So that was Amsinger's comments about Grove, And then with Mackenzie Gore, him being a uh, Cy Young finalist, I don't know about that. I mean, these last two starts, he's been really bad. I know it's Colorado's the one team that he's been bad against pretty much this year. And like I mentioned earlier, if there's going to be one team that Mackenzie Gore bad against, if it's the Rockies, I'm completely fine with that. That means he's very, very good the rest of the season. Um, But getting back to Gore, in terms of the Cy Young finalists, I don't think that's really going to happen. Am Singer mentioned the innings, and maybe he's only going to go 130, 140 innings. If that happens, I, I don't see him being in contention with Musgrove or or Darvish or anyone like that who pitches a full year. Hopefully, you know, assuming that they're healthy, and you know, because those two guys or other guys in the league. I think Alcantara, or not Sergio, Sandy Alcantara, the Marlins, he's another guy that's probably in the Cy Young race. They're not going to have inning limits on them like Mackenzie Gore is. So that's a disadvantage for Gore. For Rookie of the Year, that's definitely still on the table. I think he still can be the front runner right now for that Rookie of the Year. Uh, Giants fans might not agree with that. Seiya Suzuki isn't an option right now. He's hurt. He's been hurt, I think, for a couple weeks now. He's so he's not up there. Um, so I think Gore is the front runner still. Cy Young, I think that's a stretch, though, with what Amsinger said. And then, you know, my last question to him about Fernando Tatis Jr. When he returns, are the Padres World Series contenders? And I love the answer that he gave about Fernando staying at shortstop. One, I think that's gonna happen. I think he's gonna DH every once in a while just because. You you don't want to have him out there playing shortstop every day. Even Manny's DHing a little bit. He DHed tonight against the Rockies in the series opener. I know they lost, but he he was off his feet. So they're gonna do that with Fernando. But yeah, keeping him at shortstop. I don't think the outfield doing the outfield thing. I don't think that's gonna happen again. Hassan Kim. He got off to a hot start this year. Hasn't been the same. Um, and so I definitely think that Kim probably won't get a ton of playing time when Fernando comes back. Unless like Hosmer gets hurt and then he slides over to second and Crony goes to first. I guess that could happen. Or if Hosmer just continues to fall off the face of the earth offensively, then you can see that same scenario with Crony at first and Kim at second and Tatis at short, Manny at third, Voigt DHing. Um, but yeah, Tatis, I think he's going to play every day at shortstop. And when he comes back, this guy's the best shortstop in baseball. You add that to a lineup that scored 41 runs in a four game span recently, the week. Um, and you, you combine that with the best closer in the National League, I think, and Taylor Rogers and a pretty good bullpen that's going to be having reinforcements coming. Drew Pomerantz, Jose Castillo, Adrian Moore, already back, Michelle Baez. That's just to name a few. Um, uh, Pierce Johnson's another one, maybe. Um, you add that to the starting rotation with Musgrove and Darvish and Gore when he's on, which he has been pretty much every start except these two rocky starts. Mania, uh, Martinez probably will be a bullpen piece because he's like their set starter. You got Snell if he can bounce back and if he can be that August-September Snell that we saw last year. That is a deadly, deadly team. Horry Alfaro mentioned him. No armor Zara. My goodness, that... You know, Bob Mellon back in the manager chair with Ryan Christensen. Man, that is a team. I think they they would be the team to beat if Fernando comes back and all those things that I'm listing happen and those guys stay healthy. This is a team to beat. The team to beat, I think, over the Dodgers. I agree with uh, Greg Amsinger. I do. So I appreciate all three of those guys' time, Jake Peavy, Greg Amsinger, and David Justice. That was great to talk to them. And then stay tuned. Hopefully, I'll get some interviews from guys uh, that I was able that I was able to talk to uh, at Petco Park today during the Major League Baseball Draft Combine. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully, we'll get that done soon. Um, oh, yeah, Ryan Christensen. I wanted to mention that. I did tweet it out today. Uh, I t- spoke very briefly with Ryan Christensen. No one else realized who it was except that, except me. But Ryan Christensen came out of the tunnel today at the draft combine. He had a hat on. He was kind of disguised. He was masked up. Obviously, he's not with the team in Colorado because he was in San Diego. So he has not tested negative twice is my assumption. But he was there. I saw him in the stands. He was probably talking to a fan, uh, not a fan, a friend or something. He was actually standing out there for a while but yeah talk to him for a couple seconds just all i asked was how are you doing because that's really all i cared about uh because obviously covid health is the main priority that's more important than baseball so i asked how he was doing said he was doing good feeling better uh and that's all that matters that's good so that's an update on ryan christensen anything else i mean we talked about david justice And his comments didn't really seem too convinced in the Padres. I disagree with that. Uh, The Giants, he mentioned the Giants. They're in third place. I think it's going to be a two-team race for that division for the National League West. Greg Amsinger, I loved the comments that he had. I love the confidence that he had in Mackenzie Gore. I think he was stretching a little bit with the Cy Young thing. But Rookie of the Year, definitely um and his confidence in the padres winning a world series i love that i love that uh he was great and then jake P V obviously again i asked him a tough uh, a couple tough questions but that's what i was gonna do uh, that 44 question uh was on my mind and he pretty much just said you know it wouldn't matter either way i'd be fine with it either way um I'm proud of Joe Musgrove and how he's representing the number uh, and the team, and he needs to be the starter in the National League for the All-Star Game at Dodger Stadium. So it was a lot of great comments. It was a great day. I was there from eight forty-five in the morning until four o'clock, probably somewhere around there. I was there even after the players were done taking BP, and technically, uh, the PA guy Alex Miniac, I think is his name, uh, said that. Thank you for coming. The combine's over today. Have a good night. I stayed like 20 minutes after because no one went, no one came to get me, so I was going to stay there until I got what I wanted done. Uh, so that was fun. came back to the trolley home, walked home, sat down, watched the Padres game. Yeah, it was it sucked that they lost, but baseball is baseball. Um, and it's great to watch the Padres on a daily basis. It's not like football where it's once a week. Baseball, it's every day, and that's what I love about it. So, I think that'll do it. Episode 184 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Feel free at Talking Friars on Twitter. Hope you hopefully you can follow that Twitter account or subscribe or and subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel Talking Friars. Uh, hit that uh, notification button, the notification bell, so you don't miss the Padres content that I put out on a daily basis. Uh, this episode brought to you by Gaglion Bros. Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. That one more quick reminder there. The plug there. And stay tuned for a giveaway that I think I'll be announcing on Saturday. I think. But yeah, that'll do it. Uh, fun day at the Draft Combine. I'll have the series reaction on Sunday night, probably. And I'll see you later. Have a good one, everyone. Go Padres!